You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. The Flyers locked up another piece of the long-term plan. The team is converging on Philadelphia, and fans may be getting some new tunes this year. All that and more on this week's episode of the Three Pigeons Podcast. Carry on by Claude Giroux. Giroux holding, gets around in front. Goal! Pigeon! Hey everybody, I'm your host with the most, Joe Gazarian, and all I have to say on this Tuesday is go birds. <laughs> I'm Matt Arenick, and on an unbird related note, the moves for Chuck just seemingly never stop. Uh, yeah, I'm Wiggs Wissa, and I can't but uh, I can't help but feel like fans are gonna hate the new goal song no matter what. Uh, they're they're happy about the Eagles. So they have to be mad about something. You mean like uh, they hated on the, the uh, gritty, well, gritty, um, Ryan Ellis trade, every other trade. <laughs> yeah, just just everything. So. Mike, you you went to Villanova. You, your master's from Syracuse is in bird law, correct? That's what uh, you studied. Um, I was gonna go with the bit, but I'm not in a I'm not in a yes and <laughs> mood today, Joe. To be honest, that's all right. All right. <laughs> I threw it out there, right? You threw it back. That's fine. Uh, before we get into to change and how Philadelphians hate it um, and just hate everything, quick word from our sponsor. Um, you guys have heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how Payday can come every day by entering their contest with huge cash prizes up for grabs. Making a lineup on DraftKings adds excitement to every night, and it's simple to do. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with the DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to users across all sports. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, so there's no better place to get in on the action. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. All right, fellas. Now that that's done with, Chuck Fletcher is not done. He continues probably, I mean, I can't think of a busier offseason the Flyers had since trading Richards and Carter. Mm-hmm. Um, this this wheel keeps on turning, right? Um, they signed Joel Farabee to a contract extension the day after we recorded our last episode. <laughs> so it's been a little while. Um, what are your boys' thoughts? I mean, locking up a could be a cornerstone piece for this franchise if everything goes well um to it to a long was a six-year deal right so got some cost certainty for for a little bit and got some ufa years um what do you guys think i mean i like the bet i'm always i always like i'd rather take the bet like that then kind of wait now obviously we lucked out with Sean Couturier I think that's exactly what happened last time too right we had our episode then Coot signed the next day um, not many players are willing to take the the pay cuts that a, a Coots is willing to take um, and obviously the, the hope is hey we look at what Coots did originally we bet on him it worked out well then we bet on Ghost and it didn't really work out 
all that great, but it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't like an anchor to to the roster. So I like I like the risk reward of this deal. Um, like you said, five million kind of puts him underneath what TK is making kind of after a couple decent years, right? That's kind of a pretty good comp at five and a half million over. I think he got six years as well, so that's kind of what you were looking at with a cap being raised over the next couple of years. So probably closer to six, so you save yourself a million per year. Um, so I like it. I mean, I like Faraby a lot. He mentioned it himself. He wants to be more consistent this year. So as long as he continues with the trend of how he played last year, but can be a little bit more consistent, um, especially given that he's apparently gained some weight and looks a little bigger, um, I think that's going to help him in this upcoming season. So I'm excited to to see what he can offer the team again this year yeah i mean as, as long as he can remain that um 25 to 30 goal scorer or you know remain that 20 goal scorer to 25 goal scorer that he is um it's a pretty good deal and if he can take that next step and become you know a, a permanent 25 to 30 guy um that's that's just perfect so i think it's been a pretty savvy off season by chuck fletcher um between the contracts maybe he overpaid here and there on deals themselves but the contracts have been pretty good um and i i think that the fact that he's throwing in a mix of the you know shorter term shorter term deals and longer term deals is he's just, he's just maintaining that flexibility for you know years to come but um you know without having to sacrifice anything too much i mean he's he's got coots and Faraby now locked up long term, and those are probably the two corner pieces for this team moving forward. And TK's locked up with them too, so uh, you know I don't really see a downside to this um, move unless Faraby like just bottoms out as like a 20, 2020 guy or something like that. I mean, that's not optimal to be paying him twenty or to be paying him five for twenty goals and twenty assists. But like, it's not even that bad of an overpay, all things considered. So. Yeah, positive deal, I think, overall. Yeah, and I did see that apparently he's, he's like like Matt said, he's really focused on just being more consistent. And you know, honestly, I think that's what really separates great players from, from just good or ordinary players is that they can be great every night. You can count on them to, you know, to either score a goal or get an assist or just be part of the game every single night. And if that's what Ferry's been, been you know, practicing and, and trying to get ready for all off season. I'm really glad to hear it. I did also hear that he put on some weight, which is good. Um, you know, just, just a bulk up for, I mean, his first full season in NHL hockey. I mean, we, we talk about it again and again, I think it's going to be a huge factor in this year's, you know, playoff races and standings and how the team's going to do it. So this is the first year they're going to play a full season of 82 games. So um, risk reward. It's pretty good for me. Uh, I don't, you know, if he if he tops off as a twenty twenty guy, you know, kind of stinks, but you know, it, it is what it is. I, I think I see him a little higher than that. I think he could maybe be like a thirty, thirty and thirty guy, thirty and forty guy, or just you know thirty five, thirty five. Who knows? He he can shoot the puck. He is mm-hmm. his <laughs> passing isn't nearly as good as as his shot, but he's still. I really like his motor and his shot. Those are the two things that I think above all else he can really bring to the table. So locking up a young guy, taking a chance. I'm fine with it. I'm happy Chuck did the move and he just continues to, to plug away Chuck, man. He's just, 
nonstop, and every time we think he's done, he goes ahead and pulls something else off. Yeah, and I think the other the other part of it to Chuck's point and the way they view him is they believe he views the sees the game the same way Coots does at at a similar age. Mm-hmm. Um, he's an extremely smart hockey player, and to your point, Joe, he's uh, has an unbelievable shot. Given the weight and size he was last year and the year before that, imagine he puts on another five or ten pounds. I mean, he's blowing it by goalies clean last year. I can only imagine what he's going to do this year. So. I'm excited for it. Um, it's also going to tell us, I think his performance is really going to dictate. I don't, I don't like to think too far ahead because I think JBR is going to be a big part of this team this year. But obviously with Drew coming up as a UFA and our boy Ristolainen, um, mm-hmm. I think if he has a really big year, that could mean the end of JBR's time here in Philly just because of from a cap casualty standpoint. So um, it'll dictate a lot for sure. Anything else, gentlemen, on the young Beezer in the cut? Mike, by the way, did you tweet out the uh, that uh, the record label thing you made when the deal got done? Or am I mm-hmm. crazy? Yeah. I like, yeah, I I like that. I enjoy that. That's how you um, uh, make content last longer. And go yeah, there you go. Recycle the content, baby. That's mm-hmm. what we're all about here. No new ideas ever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's, I really like it. Um on the same note, though, talking about younger players and pushing the lineup, camp is on the horizon. I can uh, I can almost see it, gentlemen. Uh, a lot of the players have been arriving to Skate Zone in Philadelphia. We mentioned at the top of the show some interesting quotes from Chuck Fletcher today uh, about the young kids basically needing to more or less blow the veterans out of the water to get a spot. Um, you know, Frost, Allison, York, these kind of names. Um, I can see maybe one of them making it, but I think the pendulum has swung so far back the other way from last year that it's unlikely. I still think a lot of them will get games this year just because of the nature of the season being the full season again. God, I should just have that on fucking tape and just play it every time, but <laughs> they're going to play. I just don't think it's going to be soon. Um, what do you guys think? I, I who? I'll, let me ask you this. Who do you think is going to be the first call up out of those three? Allison, York, or Frost? I would say, I think, I think as it stands right now, Allison might actually have a better shot to make the team out of camp mm-hmm. than Frost or York, especially York, because Allison's just probably gain, gain, uh, gaming. What am I trying to say? Aiming. Gained? Jesus Christ. Aiming. <laughs> Aiming I think I can help with this whole pan, place pan situation. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... I think he's probably aiming for a bottom six role, probably specifically a fourth run, fourth line role. So um, that's probably more open than the three C role, which Frost is likely going for. Because with the addition of Derek Broussard, I mean, I could easily see him just kind of hanging on to that spot, um, and then the team running with like Nate Thompson as the fourth line center. Um, and I think fans would probably be upset about it at first, but again, I'm not thrilled about the idea of potentially icing young players that aren't ready to be NHL players. You know, like I think I'd just rather see Derek Brassard out there playing 3C, you know, proven NHL player, and then, you know, if if he if Frost proves that he can come up and play or proves that he cannot play him, then he can have the spot. So I, I don't yeah. disagree with what they're doing. 
Yeah, I, I agree with pretty much everything you just said. That's the way I view it. I think Allison likely makes the team out of camp um, on like a fourth line winger, even if he's like 13, 13F or something of that nature. I mean, I think the coaching staff viewed him in a, in a better light at the end of the season than they did NAK. So it wouldn't shock me if NAK was a 13 forward instead. Um, but to Mike's point, I think last year they bet on and were willing to kind of play through the growing pains of Nolan Patrick trying to get back to form after, after a long time off from playing. And people have to remember that not only did Frost only get in for like a period last year, you have to consider the entire offseason and when it was the last time he played. It was probably like a year and a half at this point. So we're nearly at a somewhat similar time off for Frost. They're not going to sit there and wait for him to kind of go through those growing pains to get back into to game shape and be his normal self or what they expect him to be. So to Mike's point, you're probably going to see, which will be fun for, for Phantoms fans. I mean, they're going to have York. They're going to have Frost. They're going to have um, potentially even the second round pick to Amala, Forrester, um, Wisdom when he's healthy. I mean, that's going to be a stacked team down there with young talent, young goalie talent. So I agree. In terms of like a call-up, it's all going to be dependent on injuries, to your yeah. point, Joe. If if Yandel doesn't play well and Sam Moran is just not getting it done and it's an extended period of time that Yandel's out or vice versa, then you're probably going to see York first. But if uh, like a top-nine player gets hurt or has been severely underperforming and Frost has been doing well in the AHL, then he's probably the first up, so... Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I, I think it's funny. I I really liked Allison's game and I think he I think he showed a good amount um at the end of last season to kind of to at least leave an imprint on the coaches' minds. I think if he comes in and he has another solid camp, I'd be shocked if, if they don't maybe he's even just, you know, the thirteenth forward for a little bit and just gets in here and there. I expect him to make the club. Um Frost I don't think they want to rush him back. I want, I'm pretty sure they're going to want him to kind of ease into the AHL world a little bit, get get some goals, get some offense flowing, and then slowly kind of bring him back to the NHL life. Because um, like you said, he was only in it for what? It was his second game, I think, is when he got called up. I think it was injured. his first game. It was first like the game? first game, like first yeah. period. It was yeah. ridiculous. It yeah, was like and it was, again, one of those weird head. phantom hits that, you know, Couturier had the same thing where it just looks like a normal check. It doesn't look like anything horrible has gone gone wrong and it just you know he wasn't he wasn't the same after that he was clearly injured so we'll see um but i think frost just being a center he's gonna get a, a pretty good shot of, of staying up here at some point because i can't think that nate thompson is as oh no we'll see i don't know i guess see what how lane decides man he's uh <laughs> We saw how much he, he fell in love with Tomer last time. So. Yeah, he rode Tomer like, oh, that was tough. But to your point, at least they're not going to go out and trade a pick for him at the deadline. They're no, yeah, him. they got it done, man. Hey, they, they made all their moves, right? So this is pretty much it. They have pushed all their chips to the center of the table. Anything else, gentlemen, on the team arriving and camp about to begin? No, Just I, that oh, – oh, Go ahead, Mike. No, I was just gonna say I think it's it's exciting to see like some of the new places um, landing in Philly. I saw Ryan Ellison reached the line and posted a picture the other day 
together. Um, that was pretty cool to see those two. I think Ellis, I feel like people just continuously forget that the team picked him up this offseason. I mean, you, how often is a right-handed number one or top pair defenseman available and you're just able to pick him up? So I, I don't... Seems like people should be making a bigger deal of it than they are. Um, and then uh, besides that, I mean, I think it's just cool that, you know, we're going to be able to see some camp battles. And the even though, you know, we're saying that the veterans probably have an inside track on some of these spots, it's at least one new veterans that we're, we're getting to see. You know, I'm, I'm pretty excited to see what Derek Broussard, you know, looks like in camp um, and in, in the preseason. And then... Even, you know, a guy like um, Keith Yandel. I always liked Keith Yandel as a player when he was in other cities, and I know he's at the end of his career here now, but, you know, people generally love him whenever he's, you know, playing for your team. So I I don't know. There's just a cool energy around camp, it feels like, this year. Yeah. No, yeah, I agree. I think not running it back the same way we've done for the past, six years essentially um is a nice change up and to your point it's it's just a completely different vibe going into this year i mean obviously um there's still the camp battles i'd like i'd like to see um frost kind of put up some points mm-hmm. in in preseason games and things of that nature right a lot of the younger players because even if they do they probably still won't make the team but I'm hoping that a lot of the young guys can get off to strong starts, um, so that if anyone does does struggle, it's a it's a quick call up. But yeah, no, I agree. I mean, Cam Atkinson, seeing him in a Flyers jersey was weird, but cool at the same time. I'm excited about him, and I'm just excited to to see a new look Flyers. No, I I'm excited too, man. This is. It's the probably most excited I've been for a Flyers season in a while, just because of everything you guys mentioned, right? They they listened to us, they heard us, and I think they probably just took stock of last season. They're like, okay, if we want to continue to be GM, coach, president, whatever, of the Philadelphia Flyers, we need to make changes. So they took it to heart, and Chuck got to work, man. Credit to him. Um, he has been busting his ass this offseason. So we'll see what this team looks like. Um one final note, get it, because it's about goal songs. Notes, funny. Um, the Flyers are changing their goal song. And in the in the, uh, in the the script here, Mike has me saying, I wasn't a fan of Feel the Shake. I loathed Feel the Shake. <laughs> I, I do not understand who the fuck picked that it song. It wasn't that bad. I, 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 listen, I'm you're much more musically inclined. And, and for our listeners, Mike is, is much more musically inclined for – rock music than than myself or i would say matt either um i have never even heard of that song i've never, never heard it either yeah okay so i'm not no. crazy. Wait, what song are we talking about feel it's the shake called feel the shake by the goal Jet song Boy. from last year yeah oh. this is the goal song ready feel the shake feel the shake <laughs> that's literally the goal song it's pretty um, much it yeah that is it uh yeah that was terrible it was it was garbage and we've had some honestly i, I knock, really knock was my favorite well, that wasn't so. That, that was, was just a victory song. That, that was the a victory played. song they played in the locker room. Yeah. What was the goal song during that year then? Dupe. Yeah. That was Dupe out of yeah. Dupe combo. Which Dupe is? Hey, listen, I'm a big Union fan, but um, 
I really enjoyed it. I don't think they're going to go back to an old song. I think they want no. a new song. They're going to pick something um, new that they can use for a few years, I think. Yeah. yeah. I want to ask you guys, give me your, if you were in charge, what would be your goal song for the Flyers for this year, 2021, 2022? I think the one joke that's been going around right now is the um, the action news theme. The action news theme is good. I have yeah. heard it. I would, I would take funny. that. Um, there was one I just thought of that I, I can't really think of anymore. But you know the song they play after they win? Like the... The, the, the orange and the, the black. And the black. The they, or- why don't yeah, they just yeah. make that the goal song? They could. They could. Yeah. I don't know. Um, what would be a cool one? Layla. Joe, here's one for you. Classic Ooh. rock Layla. They score Layla's and then the horn dope, goes yeah. off and that little riff the goes... The guitar, plays. yeah. Yeah. That'd be that, pretty if cool. If they want to stay... They want to say classic rock. That's a pretty damn good one to go with. What yeah. do you think, Matt? Give me one. I'm brutal when it comes to that. I know so little <laughs> about music. Um, the crazy thing, though, we were actually talking about that the other day, and my roommate, who I don't, he's not from Chicago, but he spent time in Chicago, I think, for work, thinks that Chicago's goal song sucks. Chelsea really? Dagger? Chelsea That's Dagger. a great goal song. Yeah. I, was like, I literally said that that was the best one in the league. I hate it. We heard it so many times in that playoff run. Christ. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm excited. I would love to know, like, did you say, like, the remix to it? The Action News remix? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I haven't heard it, so I'll have to look that up after. It's pretty funny. After this, uh, this I, is done. But Something that, that has, like, cool. a local flair to it. I know that's hard because... Yeah. Philly, like Philly, has a lot of good musicians and a good history of music, but not necessarily on a rock front. But maybe you could you could do like the why not the Rocky theme, like the horn start yeah. blaring or something, or like the the guitar solo maybe in they that could song. Do, they could, there's there's Bill Conti, I think, is the one who did the score yes. for that movie. Yeah, there's a trillion things they could pull from Rocky. Yeah, um, I've seen a lot of people throw around. Uh, that that band, the Wonder Years from Philly, they've got a song. Apparently, people people enjoy. Okay, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I've seen that thrown around. You could do Hall and Oates. If, you could do you could do Meek Mill would be dope as shit. That'd be kind of Meek cool. Mill to record something. Yeah. You know, Dreams and Nightmares. Be, I think that's yeah. That's the Eagles. Can't it's touch the that. Eagles yeah, exactly. That, yeah. But if he could do, I don't know. I would reach out to Meek Mill, but like, hey, because he in Dreams and Nightmares, he throws out mm-hmm. that lyric for the Flyers. So. Yeah. I wonder how much input the players are going to have, right? Because now that, like, Jake's gone and he was more of, like, the classical music type guy. Bruce Springsteen, yeah. He's yeah, I wonder, I wonder what the – who's going to have the aux cord and what's going to be playing in that room. So, mm. Because I think at the end of the day, even if the fans come up with, like, action news or something, like, they're definitely going to run it by the players. Like, if you're a player and you – as a collectively and you're just like, this song blows, like, no. <laughs> I – I I don't know. I feel like this uh, I mean, might maybe be they're just trying to the get fans. people. Yeah, maybe they're just trying to get people back in the seats because, like we said, I mean, last year they were struggling to get people in the seats, and they're trying. I mean, they're doing a good job. I was I mentioned it in the group, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think this is the most content they've been churning out in an off season than we've seen in a while. Like, Forrester, Allison, Cam York, mic'd up for like the the um, those rookie skates. Right, like we never really got any of that. Then they have Cam Atkinson, who's probably going to be one of the faces, if not the face, of like a lot of content moving yeah. forward, talking about the goal song. So yeah, they're certainly lining him up to be that. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's nice to like He's... actually see some content from the Flyers. I mean, I feel like so many other teams have kind of jumped on that bandwagon over the last couple of years of whether it's like 
where they're doing in the off season and, and things like that. So I, I'm pretty sure um, their marketing team was like, all right, we really got to step it the fuck up. <laughs> Maybe they finally, finally hired a marketing team. Maybe they did. <laughs> Maybe they finally hired a marketer to, to help them with their content. Because, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. In in past off-season moves, the Flyers shit the beach, right? That's like the <laughs> funniest thing that's happened or the coolest thing that's happened. So they don't, they don't really aggressively market, but I think they realize how important this season is for this franchise. So they're trying to get butts in seats, man. They've definitely stepped it stepped it up over the past couple of years. Um, I think especially since Hextall got fired. To be honest, mm. they they definitely overhauled their, you know, what they were allowed to do for marketing. But um, yeah, I agree. This year, I think obviously COVID probably played a role in last year's poor output. But uh, it seems like they're they're using every opportunity they can to to be around the players and and try and get the fans not just you know interested and involved with the with the new players but like re- like recognize who they are like that's that's a big part too um but yeah no i again we've just been hammering on it pretty exciting off season the new goal song just fits right in another Throw it on uh, there man I'm another uh, acquisition another acquisition yes i i really like if i'm the flyers i'm going to meek mill and i'm partnering with him to to create a flyers goal song so just a catchy hook only needs to be 30 seconds long you know he can easily come up with something if not then i like knock knock i think they could bring that back technically it was not a goal song it was a club you know the, the i guess the, the, the wind room song. song yeah, yeah. wind yeah. song um i know mac miller's from pittsburgh but um he was all about it though when the flyers he was yeah used he in was their locker it. room r.i.p mac miller anything else gentlemen before we wrap up this edition of three pigeons the podcast only other thing I'll add, which I thought was hilarious, did you guys see the the Instagram post that Hayes was like? Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. What was? I don't understand. Was he I just? Know did you know the is. person? I think he was know? just randomly walking the street, right? Yeah, I don't know what city he was in. Maybe it's it gotta be. Oh yeah, it could be Boston, I guess. Yeah, I think that's where he like lives in the off season. Yeah, um, but it was like some random like Instagram model who had like over a million <laughs> million followers. He's like taking pictures of herself drinking like a a nice Mocha free latte. drink yeah. yeah and then hey it just happens to be in the background like <laughs> that's wild very at her like what is this woman doing and she didn't even know who he was i like looked at like the comments yeah, yeah. and everyone's like oh that last that last picture is hilarious mm-hmm. no that's pretty good and Kevin don't forget gentlemen we, we might be waving goodbye to bobby Hague again he could be headed to uh oh, you know, oh yeah the rumor about him and the package deal of the century <laughs> Could you imagine? Hague and Eichel. That's um, probably what what teams needed to get it done. They just weren't willing to give them up. Exactly, bro. If the if the Flyers, the the off season that they trade Hague and receive Rasmus Reese to line him back, and then the that turn that team turns around and trades Hague for Jack Eichel, or trades Hague with Jack Eichel, like that would be, I mean, that would be incredible, right? Flyers fans would be so irrationally pissed. Yeah. You still have that contingent who thought he was good in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, he, he yeah, his hits were always goddamn pillow fights and throw me up a wall. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, I think that's gonna do it. I appreciate you guys taking the time to join me today, as always. For Mike, for Matt, for myself, have a great day, Philadelphia. Go Birds. <laughs>